Prairie Gardens greenhouses are loaded with beautiful flowers. Flowers, flowers everywhere. Outrageous color, outrageous quality, incredible prices. This week at Prairie Gardens, beautiful geraniums, $177. Clematis, only $14.97. Basil, parsley, and lavender herbs, $197. Ginormous six-packs of weight petunia, $7.97. Bzzz, mosquito plants, $2.97. And perennials, $5.97. Plus so many flowering baskets, herbs, your favorite veggies, too. Prairie Gardens, locally owned, extraordinary gardening. Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel. We're here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come on in and join us if you can. Bring an umbrella. <laughs> and once you're inside, you're so happy that you came. But if you can't for today, then you can join us by phone at 217-356-9397. That works out to 356-WDWS. Or you can text us at 217-351-5357. The experts are here. There's Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Mr. Steve Brown, hello. Good morning, Tamara. And Mr. John Weisgarver is on his way with... So Close. Beautiful succulents. Yeah. Mr. Yes. Echeveria, Mr. Uh, Flapjack, Mr. Purple Flash, or Flush, whatever. Purple that Flash? Is. Purple whatever Flash or Flush? We don't know. Flush. It was close. Nice. It's close. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We all are. Have yeah. you ever seen so many wet plant experts in your life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, while John gets settled, I'm just going to share a quick little story that, okay. um, I don't know if it's a story or not, really, but I just noticed, uh, we're over on Fox Drive now, and Jimmy John's corporate offices are right uh, across from us, and so they had these beautiful red cannas in their entrance, and so I drive up to just kind of look at them and, and see what else they have planted around them, and then I, I go ahead and, and I like move my car into the back parking lot so I could turn around and come out. But then I notice by their other back door or by the back door is uh, they have onion planted and, oh gosh, what was the other thing? Um, oh, I, I also saw they had tomatoes in one area and it was like all of these ingredients that they would use in their sandwiches. They were going at That's they were, where they come from. They, yeah, yeah, the back the garden, door. Those corporate little office. gardens produce. Wow. All of this. Did you see any bean sprouts? I just thought it was or really alfalfa, neat. Alfalfa sprouts? The, that um, is cool. No, but maybe they hadn't gotten to them any yet. Any cows out back? They were making their own cheese or no, anything? No, sadly, no. Okay, I won't go into the meat Not stuff. Not on Fox Please Drive yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're hanging out with Brad Garrett in L.A. I don't know. We've, we've but I just thought it was cool that a restaurant would have plantings like that. Absolutely. And and it wasn't even for show outside of their store. Right. It was, you know, just for their own employees to I, enjoy. I, I, I recall seeing that at Biagi's. I think there's several restaurants that have done that. So. That's cool. And we've talked about it before, doing your, your combination planter edible instead of just ornamental. and Or it could be both. Absolutely. Just, be yes. cool. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I think it's always important to remember that food has to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. And Does so, it? yeah. Not the yeah, treated. it's not, okay. yeah. And so, if you can control how it's treated, how it's fertilized, how, if there's any pesticides or no pesticides, uh, how fresh it is, I mean, there's just no difference whatsoever. I have some, uh, a gift from Harper. We have some fresh avocados from California. Oh, from gosh. Marianne and John. 
and uh, and well, we could do a taste test. Yeah, I'm sorry. And um, a taste Harper. test. The, the difference between right from a backyard versus from whatever country they came from into the grocery store supply chain, blah, 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 blah. Right. But by the real back door. But it's just like any other thing, anything else, a tomato, corn, bean, I mean, any produce, lettuce. Well, just it's so phenomenal. satisfying to, to yeah, do it, it yourself, too, and know exactly how, how you grew it. And like you said, Steve, you had control over over it the whole time so i think that's really cool absolutely a friend of mine gave me some asparagus and i had it for mother's day had some for mother's day oh my gosh it was fabulous just fabulous nothing like you get it's been a good asparagus season so far yeah i would say i I think everything has been in the garden it's been good you know i'll I'll be a little bit later perhaps but yeah everything else is why not the food yeah yeah (laughs) Silly, this has been a, a really difficult year to get things going. You know, it's been so cool and, and gray everywhere, and, and I'm just here. Wet. And wet, and I'm just thinking about production. You're getting or extreme. plants in, and yeah, it just is, has not been an optimal year for getting things in on time. So, But it's it's coming in now. It really is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting lots of stuff. It's stuff. It's I know. I, you know, I walked back here this morning, and I'm expecting to see... Nothing, eh, nothing. You know, picked over. It's not. Uh, we we must have gotten two trucks in after I left yesterday. We got two trucks in this morning. This morning. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like phenomenal, yeah. the selection. Yes. Uh, it, it's just, if, if you can't find it, just it's here probably. So come here at Prairie Gardens mm-hmm. because it's, it's definitely here. I noticed uh, you have your, I don't know if it's one of your favorites, one of my favorite Caucasians, uh, the coffee cups. I brought one up. Yeah. Is that cool or what? And what's what's so uh, interesting to me is we actually had, they've been hard to come by this year so far. I thought you meant and an actual coffee cup. Elephant. Well, oh, no, that's that, an elephant that's ear. Next to the, ba- in the basket, that's my coffee cup. There this you is, go. This is an Alcasia <laughs> coffee cup. But, but well, we, we actually uh, had from two different growers, two different sizes uh, that came in within the same day. So we have our largest plentiful amount of this one ever. That's beautiful. It, yeah. it well, has. It's talking it's about the, the the shape of the leaf, actually. The really dark, oh. dark, almost purple petiole with veining up into the leaf, and the, it, the leaf is actually edged in a little bit of purple. But that what makes it really cool, like you, you just said, is the the leaf uh, forms a cup. It, it 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 it's like reaching up. It's like it's just getting ready for a handful of water, or coffee, or and coffee. It, yes. And it's just those nuances that make all the difference in the world. It could be the veining, yes, it, it could be the color, it could be the shape of the leaf, it could be whatever. It looks like we have a furniture moving in here. They're silent and giving direction here. Oh, like posting, I love posting, Santa posting another uh, <laughs> sofa here, I think. Apparently, but this is su- such a cool one that the water would pool in there and that could be a great place for your pollinators to come and drink. Oh. One of the first years I, uh, this was in the markets, but it's only been a, a few years, but uh, I recall being in a garden where somebody had this. I don't know how they got it, but they had it. And they had purposely made poured water in it and put a little baby fish in it oh, for this garden wow. walk. I mean, it's not going to last. You, you can't leave the fish in there for very long. My jaw's on the floor. I know. It's just the people. <laughs> no way. People, people As she so goes clever. home and tries it this afternoon. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the elephant ear to get very, very large and then. 
One of I, this is one of my favorites, and the other elephant ear that I like so much is mojito. Mojito is very nice. Yeah, it's a lighter, brighter. Not really a chartreuse green, but it's a brighter green with purple splotches uh, throughout the leaf. It's I, the Tropical Storm is one that I like a lot, too, because yeah. it has the white center. I, I grew that one year in the ground just because I didn't have a pot to put it in. So I put it in the ground. My gosh, it was um, stunning, absolutely stunning. little tiny bit of afternoon shade. Uh, really the, the coloration, the white coloration really came up strong in the leaf. It's just beautiful. And it, when they we talk about combo plants and putting in spillers and thrillers and f- fillers, these are the ultimate in thrillers. Yeah, they are. Uh, oh, and yeah. and right now we probably actually have our best selection of thrillers. Um, if you look at some of the Prince Tut and King Tuts and the yep. different Caucasias and Alocasias and the the large caladiums back there in the eight inch pots are just a blow away. Um, the vertigo. We've got just about every kind of grass you could possibly want in stock. Cannas. Um, lots of different colors yep. of cannas. And they're just coming on. Yep. Uh, no Cleopatras yet, uh, but we'll have some Pretorias, which is the striped one coming in later this week, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. And there's um, a scarlet one back there, the Toucan Scarlet from Proven Winter in a gallon pot. The foliage is so lustrous. So shiny, um, mm. deep, dark bronze, purple. Um, and you can imagine what the flower is going to be if it's called toucan scarlet. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, the foliage is stunning. Yeah. Oh, what a fabulous way to add that tropical feel to your garden. You can't do that with any perennial. You just can't. No. no. So. Doesn't even come. Ligularia is like the closest thing I can think of. Yeah, maybe a gunnera, but yeah. you can do that. See, so. Elephant ears that I have seen planted in yards have always been so large that I can't imagine where I would put it, like, strategically in my yard. What what do you keep in mind? Distance. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's what's so great well, about true. those. I mean, they're, 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 so, they're so wide, but I mean, even when you said texture. it could be a thriller in a container, I'm thinking, well, just how, but how large would that be? It wouldn't just completely well, And there are different me. varieties. I mean, some sure. are going to be four feet by five feet or whatever, but some are going to be smaller, yeah. you know, that are more. That's but there's that special spot in your garden where you need a focal point. Okay. And how cool is that? Just yeah. to have that one large plant. So, okay. hey, look at me. I'm using an elephant ear for shade. I, I lost go. some shade in one corner of the yard where I had shade plants planted, hosta. I'm going to use it as the shade. Wow. For the hosta. So. Why not? Yeah, why yeah, not? And that's so cool. which, uh, which one did you choose? You know the ones we had early, the bulbs that look like uh, coconuts? Yes. That's what I got. Okay. And then how large is it? How tall? It's um, maybe four feet-ish. Once it's but the mature. And the leaves are like, you know, elephant size. Yeah, li- literally like an elephant ear. Oh wow! In size, so it'll provide a lot of shade. Cool. Okay, that's an it, interesting. What was that or a palm tree? It. it was a hard decision. So I just I went for this one. Okay. That'll be a great look. Yeah, the palm tree will just go across from it. Yeah. And it's an. And in between is the tiki bar. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's the seating area just right next to the tiki bar. Cool. <laughs> and then the pool. He thinks I'm joking. No, I don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah. Okay. We, don't. we believe it. 
This is Plant Expert. This is Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. And if you want to join in, you can phone in at 217-356-9397 or text 217-351-5357. So, I would just like to talk a little bit about the fantastic combination of planters that we've gotten in this week. Oh, mm. my gosh. Even this morning. Well, yes, and There's even this morning. There's gorgeous ones out there. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it's perfect for if you don't have the time or you feel you don't have the talents to put something together yourself, it's, it's so easy just to pick it up and have it ready to go. I'm going to do that. I have two of them for my front door sitting in a, in a shopping cart. Because, no, I don't have time. I can plop them in. They're going to be perfect. Are those your gray ones and the white? Uh, yeah. And the papyrus? Yep. Nice. Yep. The ones we put back up for sale this morning. I thought they were abandoned. <laughs> yep. Those overstock carts just get put out right away. Right. Oh, yeah. They sure do. Yeah. yeah we never <laughs> let them sit around. <laughs> those that, those were stunning, though. I could see why you chose that. This, it, it, it's, it's a clean look. It's uh, green and white. Basically, there's just white petunias and uh, diamond. No, it's not diamond frost. It's the other one. Di- uh, diamond snow. 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 Okay, and then a papyrus in the middle. So it's just real clean. Beautiful. Like it. Yeah. Classy. A L- little bit just of height. like you. Yeah. Just, right. Oh yeah. I mean, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whether you you buy them like John said, either because you don't have the time, in your case, Marianne. Uh, certainly not the talent, lack of talent in your case. Or if you just need inspiration and ideas and you want to create your own. I mean, or if you just want to learn. And even if you're not going to buy one or create one, but just, I mean, it's like a museum almost. For sure. Where you could walk through and say, wow, somebody actually thought of that. Somebody very artistic put these textures and these colors together I in, could do in that. the right pattern. Yeah, I could do that. I mean, it literally yeah. is a floral museum. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool to walk through and see it. It really is. And that could be the, uh, true to the hanging basket combos that are yes. in or the uprights, either one. But mm-hmm. as John said, we probably have our best selection of upright uh, patio pots perhaps ever. Yeah, it's um, just beautiful. <sighs> and we even have more on racks to, besides the ones from this morning, more from yesterday. We, I mean, yeah. wow. We're rolling in. And this is a good catch-up day. I mean, we all wish we had some sunshine and could be out gardening today, but this will be a catch-up day for us. We won't be as busy with customers, but because the greenhouse is covered and it's such a large area that you can shop in, you literally can come in and you can get your gardening fix. And, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. And yeah. then bring an umbrella if you want to go out and shop the perennials. Marianne is loaded. Well, we've got a nice selection now. Things were coming in slowly, but uh, they're finally available. And best selection of hosts I've had we've, at Prairie Gardens that we've had in a long time. And, and still a huge selection of fruits, trees and shrubs. So not too late to garden, for sure. By no means. I had a friend in yesterday who said, I feel like I'm the last person out there buying my vegetables. Everybody else has their stuff in. and I'm thinking, well. That's not true, number one. Give <laughs> yeah, yourself really. a break. And number two, if that were true, we would have a problem because we have benches and benches, yeah, thousands sure. and thousands <laughs> yeah. of vegetables but, out there. And so. the other side of that, I had, I was in a conversation uh, a couple of days ago, and the lady said, well, isn't it too early for, to plant tomatoes? And, I, and I've, I was delighted to hear that, first of all, because mostly people want to start in March, which yeah. is a little bit early. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's not Should I do it now? Too Can I do it now? How about now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. now? Yeah. The answer is yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Do it now. So now you can. Yeah. It's yeah. A There's still plenty of time to get a great harvest. Oh, for sure. No, you're really just prime time. 
right now. And, and for the most part, the last 10 days have been the only time you could have even started. I mean, well, yeah, because, because you know, if you put, if, if you had put your tomato, especially in at the end of March, it's probably going to be the same size as the, the ones that we're selling April. off the yeah, bench. That, uh, cold, you know? cold roots uh, really set it back. Yeah. Yeah. you got to yeah. watch the soil temps. Oh. Absolutely. So, yeah, get on it right now. It's time. Hey, did you, have you done anything with your combos with some of your veggies that you want to? I haven't done anything. Okay. That's, I'm, I cannot wait. I'm, I'm just thinking and i'm like everybody else oh well it's all going to be picked over and there's not going to be anything when i walked out there this morning it was like oh phew. <laughs> yeah. we got in some more <laughs> well i've had this little strategy when i walk past something i put it in the cart and then i do a little collecting and then yes i just but it's still at home ready to go in but yes haven't do, done do we still have some little bumblebee tomatoes out there that marianne might want to incorporate i i didn't see that one what is it too late? <laughs> are they like a cherry tomato? Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy doing the cherry tomatoes because that's the snack when you're out gardening in the summertime. Oh. And this would be one that wouldn't get six feet tall. It would be contained yeah. and small. It's a determinant? Yeah. Nice. Cool. I will look for it. That one is very intri- intriguing to me, and I had a customer talk to me about it. The one called Rapunzel, where uh-huh. it's a, it's a, it's actually a vine. Yes. And the little tomatoes go up and down the vine. Cool. She said it was Lots fantastic last year, so... She was so happy that we had them. And, you know, more of a cluster of cherry tomatoes, if you will, versus mm-hmm. random. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's actually a long cluster. There's, there's yeah. quite a few. It looks, like, it looks like a grape cluster almost, except yeah. it's not all the way around the cluster. They're just on each side of the, the stem. It's really cool. It sounds like it would be very pretty. I, it, it is. Yeah. Or I, I've grown it once uh, several years ago, but it's really yeah. it was good. She even gave me a recipe of how she ate them. Oh, mm. that's kind of cool. Awesome. <laughs> okay, the edible ornamental peppers. Do you, did you get them in? Uh, they're missing in action. Any? Oh, okay. They're somewhere. I understand. They're just not here yet. Yeah, just hanging out there somewhere. All the world is dealing with that. Okay. <sighs> the supply chain. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Oh well. Kind of not not top on my list anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I brought up these begonias just because it is such screaming color. I just could not pass them by. Um, I, I don't have a place to put them, but I, I like looking at them. So Absolutely. I may just walk around with this basket all day. Well, full what, of what's so cool about these, you know, you you uh, want to, they can tolerate morning sun, great, but not afternoon sun. Yeah. But when you have a, a spot like that or, or a full shade, it adds so much color where where you're always wanting that flower, that, pop, yeah. that yeah. flower, and that's a place you can use it. But it just really, really stands out. Now, I like that you have the, the deeper orange here and the lighter orange. I have to say the deeper orange, uh, Karen at work will love because it's like a lineite orange, and she has the blue containers. Oh, perfect. And so, yeah, so she can put the... Except you're going to be a little Beautiful, bit darker too, too much sun on your front entrance. So. No, not front. This okay. is the back. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's the north side. Okay. So yeah. you'll be good. Okay, good. Be perfect. And then, really, I'd love to put the lighter orange begonias in with it, too, just for the contrast. For the contrast, yeah. Yeah. Would be nice. So one thing about uh, do, doing the, uh, the colocasia would be um, great for a, 
a thriller in a pot. Mm-hmm. But look at that that corridolus, or not a corridolus, that's a, a perennial, the uh, cordyline. So everybody wants that spike in your in the center of your plant for a thriller. Yes. Well, why not instead of doing that green spike? Why not have use chocolate? This? Absolutely. Yeah, like this chocolate. one's called Red Sensation, which is really cool. Okay. Yes, it is. Just something a little bit different. That was uh, a little special buy that uh, a grower helped us out with. So those are normally six ninety nine. For, which is a good price for a quarter line. You usually see That's them at deal. ten yeah. bucks or more, mm-hmm. um, and it's a dollar ninety-seven. Oh wow! Wow! You can yeah, get three. Okay. I could do at least three. <laughs> Marianne will do a, a screen of them. I might do it for a buck ninety-seven. <laughs> for sure, a dollar ninety-seven. You can do a lot. I could see this in a in a like a rectangular, uh, long like window box type planner. Uh-huh. Just kind of a cool linear look okay mm-hmm. i got it okay so there's one done one down <laughs> just let that little dichondra something simple it's just real simple nice what i love about it is you can tell by by each not stem or leaf what do you call it Tra- uh it's a leaf uh, leaf leaf is it good. is a leaf, leaf okay is good. Yeah. yeah you can tell it is very healthy it's nice thick and it's standing right right up but there isn't so many that it seems cluttered. They're very nicely spaced apart. It's a very clean look. Again, classy. As it, as it grows up, it'll be a really lovely thriller in a pot. Yeah. Or I can mm-hmm. see uh, ten of them planted in a group just mm-hmm. to create a mass of this upright growing plant. Yes. That'd be cool. Ooh, I've got a place for that. And actually, this will tolerate up to full shade. It doesn't perform quite as prolifically as it would if it had more sun but but it will tolerate it and the color will fade just a little bit but i have used them in some containers and what is it again cordyline cordyline red sensation okay it's a buck 97 which is a scream and steel yeah but what about if you put it with some of these succulents? Oh, that one. That's what I was thinking. Wouldn't that be? Oh, yeah. I should have perfect. known you had that figured out. <laughs> that's just perfect. Yeah. Mr. Weisgarver. So it's like a string of pearls, only a little bit longer, not we're, just so we're rounded. We're back to purple flush, folks. And then <laughs> it's it's a succulent. And so it forms this um, cascading look, but the stems have a real purplish-red coloration to them. Just like the cordyline. Yeah. And we, then what if you put the oh either yeah. the flapjack or the oh my gosh I'm the Shaveria, the low. They kind of look like what do they call, look like a bird nest? Yep. Is that how you describe it? Sure. Yeah. Yes. This is just uncanny. So we're both thinking in the same lines without actually uh, talking about oh it. No. That's frightening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I like it. So we just put together a, a container for you, okay? Thank you well, so much. And if people say, I've got this southern exposure, and it dries out, it's so hot. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I would acclimate some of these succulents uh, oh, over sure. the course Absolutely. of a week or 10 days yeah. by exposing them to greater and greater amounts of light. But uh, once once acclimated, talk about a container where if you are a little bit challenged, you still have to water, but you won't have to water as frequently. Um, They'll just hold up super, super well. Yep. Yeah. Every year I have a, a, we have a customer that she has a 
western exposure porch front porch and she does these fabulous succulent container gardens every year and she tries to change them up a little bit but uh, it's kind of fun just to talk with her and work with her a little bit and she always shows me pictures of what they look like it's great we're getting in more and more interesting prairie gardens is getting in more and more interesting houseplants succulents the this collection the three that you brought up are just those are beautiful flapjacks i've never seen that before but it's so interesting like i i just don't even know how to describe it. You well, guys who have written catalogs before probably can do it well. Well, you know, you were talking about window boxes earlier. Round this and would long be and thin and quite the perfect cool window box. Cool. Oh, for sure. Or, oh, or yes. mobile. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and this is what's great about the succulents. You don't have to have a big soil mass. The, the container doesn't have to be deep because they exactly. are shallow rooted. So window box would be perfect because they're usually not very... Uh, doesn't have much soil mass. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. Wow. Excellent. Lots, so many good ideas. So walk, come browse through the containers that are already planted up. Oh, the, for sure. The combo pots. Get some ideas or just, you know, say, hey, John, hey, Marianne, what are you thinking? Boom, boom, boom. And you got some so much interest. There, there's a lot going on right here on this table. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I love it. Mm-hmm. And you could do the same thing for some of the shade gardens. Uh, just between oh, yeah. the collection of ferns that we have and, and foliage annuals and blooming annuals just mixed together. Um, there's some of the most interesting small shade containers that we've had maybe ever, too, mm-hmm. just outside the door on the patio there, just the way they use some of the different yes. ferns together with some of the foliage and coleus. And yeah, I think ferns are really underutilized because there's so many different textures and colorations and you could put three of them together and it'd just be fabulous and then you think oh no i want to use that one instead but <laughs> yeah it's just so cool do all ferns require a lot of moisture though because i know like i've tried a boston fern before and i just couldn't keep it moist enough it seemed like even though i was spritzing and whatnot is that is it like that for all ferns or you really don't need to spritz when they're outdoors in the summer. I mean, okay, it's so humid it's so around humid. here, you're going to be fine. Yeah, They'd like a moist soil, so you would need to keep up with that. Okay. They're, the Boston ferns particularly are a little more of a challenge indoors in the wintertime because they do like a more moist uh, environment. Mm-hmm. But certainly, the the that's just kind of the nature of ferns, shade and moisture. But right now, the Bostons, which we still have a nice selection of 1697, you know, they're in 10-inch pots. So if you spread them out tip to tip, they might be, what, 20 inches, 22 inches across? Yeah, 24 inches across. You know, I would fully expect that thing to be 48 to 60 inches across by the end of the summer if it's happy. Yeah. Uh, It's just going to be phenomenal. It grows so much. I mean, it's just a, it's the perfect environment uh, for them in the, the summer in the Midwest. It's so humid all the time as long as you can keep up with watering. You're good. Yeah, it's you know just such I've, a classic look. Oh, it is too. Where somebody has their front porch with them hanging across, or I'm just, or I got to figure out how to do that. Yeah, or no, well, you can do it. Well, I don't have any shade we, anymore. Yeah, well, true. Knowing you, you'll plant an elephant ear out on your porch to shade your Boston fern too. <laughs> what a great idea! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was surprised to see when I was walking around this morning was uh, we still had uh, uh, whole flats of impatience left. A nice selection, fourteen ninety seven, fifty in a flat. Oh. There's a nice selection. 
I love how they're um, they have some that have already been mixed for you. Yeah. Uh, so if I want, oh, I want some more pinks and purples. Don't and you think that's an interesting job? That, uh, it, it probably <laughs> to take would. solid flats of colors and then pull them out and mix them up. <laughs> Maybe mm. for someone. Mm. I'm just glad that someone's already done it for me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess um, the bottom line here is that if if you haven't actually been out there and gotten started in your garden, it's not too late. By any means. Yeah, or if you got round There's one done, great selection. And you're ready for round two. Exactly. Or if you well, got round four done, you're ready for round five. five. There's because it doesn't. You don't. You shouldn't ever just go do it all at once, right? Oh, you can't. No, you can't. You just you need to do one vignette at a time. That's what that's what I always talk with people about. You know, they have a yeah. whole list, and this is uh, they have a graft out. There's this group of three pots that this is going to go in, and then they have this long list. And I say, you concentrate yeah. on. One section. One step at a time. Same thing with, with people in, the, in landscaping outdoors. Oh, they, for sure. They, Especially. I got, a, I got a new house, and we ripped all the, everything out, and then Uh-oh. I want to do Starting this. And the, I want to do the front. I want to do the back. I want to do the side. You have to kind of focus. So common questions this week. I know you've been helping a lot of people with hydrangeas. Yes. And, you know, they say, hey, I want a hydrangea. And then you go through, what process do you go through, Marianne, to say, to try and narrow down and give them the best options? Uh, first, 100%, what's the exposure? Yeah. Um, is it the, uh, southern exposure, eastern exposure? Is it shaded by a tree? You know, what kind of environment is it going to be in? So you need to figure out... Um, if it's going to be in, in full sun all day long, if with the kind of soil, you know, it's just, just, is it that wet place in your yard? If it is, and you want a hydrangea there, raise it up a little bit, or, you know, I'm in the soils enough that you're not going to have that kind of an issue. But So you're looking to okay. s- decide how much sun expo- exposure it's going to get to know which varieties mm-hmm. or which type, whether we'll it's work. a... A smooth hydrangea yeah. or a macrophylla or perniculata that's going to Our do roses, well. Yeah, and then how much room do you have? Okay, so height True. and width both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, because yep. you've got what any hydrangeas are anywhere from thirty inches basically on yes. up to six, twelve feet, ten eight. feet. Twelve, maybe not eight or ten. Yeah, maybe. those be like the paniculatas. Ooh, listen Ooh, to you. Look at you. <laughs> yes. Amy. The, the conical ones. So there's been a lot of that And they're question. only in white, right? Yes. No. Okay. They bloom, the paniculatas bloom white. They okay. age different to different pinks shades. and roses. Yes. Okay. Yep. You know, I've, I've had a lot of, you know, we've had a, just a variety of questions, not probably most common, but, you know, we've had anything from, hey, I need some perennials that would do what in a shaded uh, wet area. I need, you yeah. know, or you have that, or you have some, well, the exact opposite. I go on the south side of my house, I want color all summer long, and I want to come back year after year. And obviously it's a short list for color all summer long. Uh, yeah, I went to bloom all summer. Yeah, but but that but that doesn't mean you can't mix in two or three varieties to extend that bloom season. Exactly. So it lasts that's, most of the that's summer. How you, that's how you have to explain it. So this is going to bloom earlier. This is going to bloom mid and a little bit later. So, so we were talking that about that last week with peonies because every genus has you know different species and, and varieties available, but there's an extended bloom time. So peonies, you can have two and a half months of flowering. If you time them, if you have the space to do that many oh. peonies, but uh, roses are the same way, hydrangeas are the same way, mm-hmm. so you just have to uh, be aware. A lot of questions on fertilization. 
for especially with containers because everybody's planting oh, sure. pots up yep. and stuff like that. So, it, what's your advice on fertilizing in containers? If you really want to maximize performance, yes. I would agree with what you say, and that's to take a slow-release granular fertilizer like Osmocote and incorporate that into the soil mix, and then supplement that with a water-soluble fertilizer on top. And that's what we do back in our greenhouses uh, when we start crops and finish them off. Um, where we'll use a combination of the two just to constantly, because you're, you're watering those containers all the time, so you're going to be right. leaching out nutrients, so you need to throw nutrients back in there. So that's why that combination is going to give the, the best performance. Containers yeah, are, are really rewarding, but they're a little more work because of the watering. Less weeding. Less weeding, absolutely. Yes, that's There's true. always a trade-off. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not betting over as far. That's exactly right. That's a, yes. that's, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that's how you get your continuous color where people want the perennial that blooms all season long. That that doesn't happen, but you can incorporate container with your annuals. That's a great look, John. I yeah, love that. Yeah, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. weed control questions still. Yep, some. some. Still that pesky Creeping Charlie samples being brought in oh, creeping right Charlie. and left. And other little strange things that Hen I never weed. found out what it was. And, and And if it's kind of prolific in your yard... What do you do? If you like it, it's not a weed. Okay. That's you appreciate the little flowers. Or any any plant that's in the wrong place is a weed. So, you know, you just have to, it's just all about attitude. How deep do their roots get? Whose? Uh, Creeping Charlie. Oh, not real. Not very. That's super okay. fibrous. So it'd be fairly easy to pull, just pull out. No, because oh. you'll still break it off and leave parts behind. So, And uh, every little part left behind grows a new plant. Oh. Okay. It's it's particularly harder to get it out of the lawn as opposed to if it's a garden bed area. You can you can do some success with digging it, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've had um, a lot of questions this week, too, on potting mixes and potting soils. Interesting. There's a lot of choices now. There are so there many is. stinking choices out there. Yeah. And the, the one I'm most excited about this year is that Coast of Maine raised bed mix, raised planter mix. You use some, correct? Yeah, them. and it's just even for just a straight potting mix, I would, that'd be my first choice by any means. It's just, I mean, it's like two bucks more than a big bag of miracle Grow, and it's twice as good. That's fabulous. That's great. Yeah. It's Have you built super, any super new super beds? When? This last week. I, I just think that's what you do when you go home. You get your headlights, yeah. put your truck your in the right position. Yeah. Get your truck in the right position with your headlights. Got it. And get to it. All right. We have a text at uh, 351-5357. And they say, if you have an area in the yard that pools the rain but is subject to partial sun, what is something good to plant to keep it from being mushy? Mushy. Like what? What plant would really appreciate that type of condition? Well, you don't see. You're not going to keep it from getting mushy. You're just going to take advantage of the mushy. This, Probably right. You know, sure. My first deciduous flowering shrub choice. Not that they're asking for a shrub necessarily. Would either be itea or clethra. As far as taking moist conditions, and if it's really moist, I'd probably go with clethra over itea. But either one would do great. Are there common names for those, or are those the common names? It's pretty common. Okay. I, Itea is uh, Virginia Sweet Spire, and Clethra is? Clethra. Okay. <laughs> okay. But they're both flowering shrubs. 
wonderful. They both be lovely. And then the Virginia Sweet Spire especially has um, a, a flower on the end of the stem, a terminal flower that is kind of bottle brush, and it's uh, just kind of lightly fragrant. It's really nice. It's the flower's white. Um, just has a nice form during the season. And then in the fall, they call it the uh, burning bush for the shade. Oh. Because it tolerates some shade. But it also, most plants, like burning bush, if you put it in the shade, it doesn't get good color. But the Itea still gets color in the shade. It does just fine in full sun and would turn some really beautiful kind of purpley maroon colors in the fall. Still an underused so, shrub. Yes, it is. It should be one of the most popular shrubs. It should be. Absolutely, it should. Yeah. And I think we have four different varieties right now. Um, and mostly that's about size. So from maybe about three feet to five feet. If it, if they were looking for a perennial for that particular situation as opposed to a shrub, is there anything or a basis perennial that would jump at you besides iris, the the Alcorus. Caesars, the Caesars. Oh, Siberian? Yeah, Siberian. Siberian would be great. The Ansettas, or not Ansetta, um what's the other iris? Maybe, uh, <coughs> or uh, I was thinking Ligularia. Oh, Ligularia would be too. great. Um, Lobelia would be great, too. Yeah, okay. And Carex, uh, Sedges, they do pretty good in wet situations. Mm-hmm. Can tolerate some shade, some sun. How about even a perennial hibiscus, herbaceous hibiscus? That'll take some moist, mushy area. Yeah, that's true. I actually didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That'd so be beautiful. There's choices. I know from having to water them continually when they're <laughs> in the containers. Well, you know, one, one cheater way to go is if it's, hey, if it's back there in the area where we sell the pond plants, there's a bog plant, it probably would work out well in the landscape Might in a right. non-bog situation. <laughs> Huh. So even in this particular case, uh, cannabis would be a good choice too, right? Yeah, yeah for an annual. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So there's there's just a lot of choices. Wonderful. Okay. And if they have any further questions, then they can just come out to Prairie Gardens and ask you guys again. Come in and hang around the greenhouses where it's not raining today. <laughs> it might be outside, but not undercover. Nice. Well, we've we had have a couple people come in this week with some tree issues and oh no it's just so hard to diagnose that over with a picture as to what the problem could be so what did you come up with well we usually you you can only speculate uh so one person had a top of arborvitae with a chunk that was it looked the like, the power, yeah. looked like the power company came in and took a big bite out. Yeah, oh. yeah. You know, I I could speculate that it might have been a bagworm, but you know, you can't really tell that for sure. Can't tell from a two by three picture on a phone <laughs> no. uh, that was no. taken at a tree that was fifteen feet tall yeah. at the top of the tree. Come yeah. on, what's Jack? wrong with yeah. you, John? Yeah, Gosh. So well, you know, we have the great resource of the U of I Plant Clinic that is invaluable. Yeah, we're so, yeah, you know, we're lucky for, to have. The extension office here and yeah. the plant clinic. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But otherwise, uh, is it already time to start looking for bagworms or not just yet? Or are you going to laugh at me and say, of course it's time to look for bagworms? <laughs> no. You can still see bags from last year. I, I yeah. was just going to say, <laughs> say that. In fact, when I was uh, pruning my Japanese maples, and that was just a couple of weeks ago because they hadn't broken dormancy. I found a bagworm. 
a bag, not uh, not oh, a bag, a bag. Worm, but a bag. Okay. How Hang did on. you miss that? I don't know how I missed well, because it was too dense. The tree was too dense. So thinning it out uh, and opening it up, I could see it. And it was like, how, how did you get there? So seriously. So it's not there anymore for sure. Yeah. Not that I could see it now anyway because it's all leafed out. But, yeah, it's a great, you should be scouting early. You know, getting those bags off of anything you see them on, anything. I don't care if it's a, a chain link fence you see it hanging on, get it off. But it's right now, we should be seeing And step crawler. on it, right? Oh, you, no, put it in a Ziploc bag and burn it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, or get the Cadillac out I, and run over not, it or Don't just toss it off on the lawn. No, don't do that. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Um, we should be seeing crawlers probably in the next few weeks, don't you think? I think it's a little bit early, but who knows? Crawlers, as in the the worms, the actual Night worms, crawlers? yeah. Oh, that and they will start doing damage. That's when you'll start seeing those uh, places on your arborvitae that are all of a sudden naked. Usually I mean, they'll they'll just really late, late, later May, first part of June is when ish. We're getting late ish. in May, guys. I think it'll be later than that. I thought earthworms are always a good thing. No. We're not, not talking about earthworms. Bagworms, dear. Ba- oh, oh. Well, so night crawlers Come on, are, Tamara. Night crawlers are a bagworm? No. What no. are you talking about? Didn't you just... <laughs> What'd you have for breakfast? Oh, okay. Well, apparently uh, <laughs> somebody snuck something <laughs> in. I'm talking about bagworms in trees and eating eating the arborvitae and, you know. I could have sworn somebody said the night crawler. Never mind. Okay. No, I said, about going craw- fishing. I said crawlers. Yeah. The that's what the little worms are called when they come there out of the There you go. Now we got it all. Put okay. There. Yeah. Now it makes Whew. sense. At least. Well, now we oh, at understand. least it makes sense. I was about to make myself a doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we feel all the time. <laughs> Another common question I've had so many times this week is, what's the best tomato? What's your favorite tomato? Mm-hmm. What's this? What's that? The one that's on my plate. That's. Pretty much the truth, I think. Are, are there any that are better for container gardening? Absolutely. If you were looking for one that's best for a container garden, you want to find something that's uh, this is not a variety name, but it's a habit, a growth habit. It's called determinant. So the plants don't get as large. They don't get as, you know, they're going to achieve a certain height and they just quit growing. Right. And what you get is what it is. And uh, patio is a common one. And early girl bush, not old regular early girl but early girl you bush said is little, a good one. little bee was also yeah, yeah. bumblebee yeah. okay oh bumblebee okay yeah so there's all kinds of choices with that but i really think the environmental conditions from year to year impact the flavor of tomatoes as a general oh for sure uh and, and certainly the production productivity more so than the variety itself there's okay. so That's many good varieties come on out to prairie gardens because they have plenty of vegetables for you to grab and still time to plant in the ground so say the experts Yes. Hey, if it's raining today, come on out here. We got a big old greenhouse. You can walk around. With Memorial Day weekend next weekend, remember this is the place to find uh, beautiful memorials. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. You guys, thank you so much for today and all of your wonderful advice. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens with Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Dave Lee. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend.